Hello and welcome to the Mindset Coach Podcast, the show where coaches and coaches-to-be tune in to learn how to integrate mindset coaching tools and neuroscience-based techniques into their practice and grow and scale a coaching business they love. Each week, I'll be sharing easy-to-implement tips, case studies, and business strategies that you can use right away to transform your own mindset and the mindset of those you coach. I'm your host, Lara Young, founder of the Mindset Coach Academy, author of 52 Adventures to Change Your Life, award-winning business owner, coach, and coach trainer. Tune into this podcast each Friday, free on all the podcasting apps, and click to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And remember, mindset is everything. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Mindset Coach podcast. This week I went with my daughters to have our annual flu shots and here in Australia it's by injection and it's not mandatory for children of, you know, school age, not mandatory for people of my age either. And yet we go and get a flu jab every year because when we lived in the UK, of course, my girls received the flu shot in the form of a spray up the nose in school. So UK schools provide flu vaccination free for school children because it's something obviously that they don't want spreading. And particularly with COVID, there has been a lot of viruses going around and the flu strain has become increasingly strong as a result of that. And in fact, it's become so strong here in Australia that there have been some recent deaths of young people due to the flu virus. In fact, one pretty close to home, uh, my nieces at their school, one of their schoolmates actually passed away because of a bad dose of the flu uh, a couple of weeks ago. And so we went to have our flu shot at the local chemist and it really was interesting experience. My 11-year-old daughter is really, has always been um, phobic of needles and my nine-year-old daughter just takes everything in her stride. So she will sit there while she's having blood taken out. She will watch uh, the needle go in. She'll watch the blood coming out of her veins into the tube and into the vial. Whereas my 11-year-old is, even the thought of a needle is something that is pretty horrendous for her and she has a pretty strong physical reaction to it as well. So two different uh, reactions to a similar situation and you know eventually yesterday both of my girls had their flu shots and of course once they've both had them it's you know they realize that it's not it's not painful it's just a tiny little prick and that it's pretty quickly over it's over and done within a very short space of time and I was reassured by the nurse who was providing the shots that my 11 year old's reaction is not uncommon and it's also something that was perhaps a bit milder than some of the other children that he's had in to uh, actually administer the flu jab too. That was pretty reassuring for me as a parent. Um, And yeah, it it was interesting because it made me think about how all of our clients are so different when facing the same situation. You know, you can have two clients, you can be a career coach with two clients who are approaching, for example, a job interview the way in which that they prepare themselves emotionally, mentally, the way they think and feel about a job interview, the way that they identify themselves as a candidate is going to be completely different. And even though on the face of it, they're both facing the same situation, they're both about to go for a job interview, 
the way that they approach it is going to be entirely different and the way they feel about it's going to be entirely different, etc. And that's why I know that it's just so important for us as coaches to be able to identify those differences in our clients and then also be able to have a toolkit at our disposal to be able to coach our clients where they are uh, and using tools and techniques that are going to be most effective to use with them. So you'll know, of course, that one of my favourite diagnostic tools for coaching is the Mindset Dimensions Report, which is something that I've co-built. And it's amazing because it does give you that initial diagnostic information about your client's mindset so you know what their beliefs are about themselves and the world around them. You know about their levels of self-esteem, their levels of self-efficacy. You know about their values across eight areas of their life. You know about um, their communication style, how they prefer to take in information. You also know about their behaviours, their behavioural preferences, so whether or not they are high introverted, high extroverted, uh, whether they uh, match the sameness or difference in their lives, etc. And we also then uh, discover a lot about their emotional frequency. So what are those emotions that they experience on a regular basis? Do they help them? Are they resourceful or are they unresourceful? And having this diagnostic tool is very, very powerful, of course, when it comes to then working with our clients and choosing the sort of techniques that we're going to be using with them so that they are best fit for the client in front of us so that we are using the techniques that are most likely going to be successful given the way that our client presents with the problem and how they run the problem and maintain the problem Uh, that they've come to us to work on. And so having that information at the outset is very, very important. And of course, Mindset Dimensions Practitioner Certification, which is ICF certified, is also included in our Mindset Coach Certification as well, so that you've got the diagnostic tool, then you've also got the ability to coach based on the results of whatever comes up. And I know sometimes people ask me, well, how do you actually identify where the issue is. And, and you know, this is where the, the diagnostic tools come into play. And it's also where our toolkit of coaching techniques comes into play as well. So let's take an example of a client who has a coaching practice and they're not attracting clients. If your client has a coaching practice and they're not attracting clients, that's the reason that they come to you, right? I've got, I'm a coach. I'm not attracting clients to my coaching practice. That's the overarching presenting problem. The sub-problems within that, of course, are if I'm not attracting clients, then I'm not generating any income and I'm certainly not generating any profitability in my business. This may be having a detrimental effect on how I perceive myself as a coach. It may be affecting my self-esteem and my confidence in terms of getting out there. So then we think, well, what is one of the reasons why a coach isn't attracting clients. And there are many reasons for this. It could be that they don't have the services and packages. They don't have confidence in themselves. They may not be putting out there, themselves out there. And one reason could be that they're not visible. They're not visible online. They're not putting themselves out on social media, for example. Um, and they're not really, uh, therefore, a viable option for people because people don't know that they exist. Okay. Now we take that problem, right, lack of visibility online, and we examine it. And there are lots of reasons why this could be the case. So let's go through them. 
I've got eight. (laughs) So let's go through all these reasons. So the first reason that they're not visible online could be because they don't know how to be. Okay. They don't know exactly what to do to be visible. And that becomes an issue for skills. So you're coaching your client around the skills that they need to be able to be visible online. The second reason is that they have self-doubt, fear, or anxiety about being visible. And so this comes into the realm of beliefs, believing that they can be visible, and also the emotional responses that they have when they think about being visible. So self-doubt, fear, and anxiety. And of course, we've got tools that we can use to work with those. The number three is they have a high introversion preference. Okay, so they're highly introverted, and this comes down to behaviors. Okay, so we need to work on behavior and behavioral preferences with our client. The fourth one is that they post online, but they're not consistent. And again, we coach around habits. This is a habit here that we're identifying. The fifth one is they don't believe that they have anything of value to say. And this comes back to beliefs. Number six, they procrastinate or they want things to be perfect before they begin. This can come back to their behavioral preferences, their beliefs, and also their emotional state as well. Procrastination is an emotional state that we're in. It's also a strategy or a behavior that we run, and it can be linked back to key beliefs about yourself and others that lead you to procrastinate or not take action. And again, I've got another podcast episode on this very thing. Number seven is they value integrity and believe that people are fake who are online, okay? The online world is full of people without integrity who are fake. So what do we coach on here? We coach on values and beliefs. Number eight, they don't see themselves as being a well-known coach. And again, this comes back to their identity and their beliefs. So you can see that from the overarching presenting problem, your client comes to them because they aren't attracting clients. We then distill down one of the reasons for this is that they aren't visible online. And then we go a layer deeper, which is why aren't they visible? And we've uncovered that it can be this complex combination of skills, beliefs, emotions, behaviors, habits, values, and identity, which of course are our seven dimensions of mindset. Want to learn more about how you can become a certified mindset coach? Head on over to our website, www.mindsetcoachacademy.com forward slash coach certification, and you'll find all the information that you need along with a button to book a call with me to talk about how you can become the best coach you can be. And by the way, this list could be endless right? It is a very complex combination of mindset dimensions. And we know then, don't we, that the reason the client is running the problem or the way the client's running the problem will be completely different to the way someone else does it. And because of this, because of those distinctions in how a client runs a problem, you as a coach need to be equipped and adept at a range of coaching tools and techniques to be able to help your clients to move forward because you never can predict what it is that is actually at the root cause or the heart of the matter why your client is not 
doing the thing that they say that they want to do? You know, why is this client not visible online? And so what we want to be able to do is to make sure that we do know a range of techniques where we can work at all these different levels. And that's, of course, why at the Mindset Coach Academy, we train our mindset coaches in a range of different tools and techniques that operate at the conscious level. So we work with really effective questioning and goal setting processes, for example. We work with reframing techniques to reframe the content or the context of a problem. We also use things like neuro-linguistic programming. You become certified as a neuro-linguistic programming practitioner and a neuro-linguistic programming coach as part of the program because then what we're working with is we're shifting mindset shifts, make helping our clients to make these mindset shifts by looking at their behavioral patterns, the way they communicate and really helping them to shift that perspective and their identity in the world. We also use unconscious level techniques like hypnotherapy, where we can really help our client to achieve a trance in order to be able to change their behaviours, their habits, limiting beliefs, and we can install habits as well. So very, very powerful work. And timeline therapy, which we've actually been working on this week with our April cohort, which is where we really work with the combination of memory and emotions and we help our clients to release negative emotions that are unresourceful for them and also to remove limiting decisions which precede limiting beliefs so that they can be free of the past. How often have you had an experience where you've had an emotional reaction and you've thought to yourself, where did that come from? And it may not be in response to the immediate situation. It will be a, it will be a culmination of all those instances in your life where you have felt angry and it just bubbles up to the surface and it comes out maybe it's you explode right and it's interesting because if you've ever seen the film Inside Out which I recommend you do watch by the way it's a great explanation of how our memories are stored through emotion memory and emotion are linked and every time we experience an emotion that is similar to another emotion we've experienced in the past, we group them together in our unconscious mind along what's called the gestalt. The gestalt is a history of the emotions that you've ever felt in your life. Once we can uproot the root cause, the very first event which when disconnected will cause that emotion to disappear, once we can do that, then we can actually free ourselves from those unwanted negative emotional experiences. Of course, we're not turning ourselves into robots. What we're doing is we're clearing up the past so that when we move on to the future, we don't experience any unwarranted or inappropriate negative emotions that then are detrimental to us in the achievement of our goals. So say, for example, we are a middle manager in an organisation who keeps being denied promotion because the feedback is that he has a tendency to get really frustrated with his team and that's not a great leadership quality. If we work with that client to actually understand the strategy or the trigger for frustration, we understand, we help that that client to remove frustration and remove that response, that automatic habitual response, then he is in a much better position to then uh, be more emotionally intelligent and then be able to move forward and 
you know, apply for and be successful in getting a promotion because his emotions aren't limiting him. Um, Similarly, if we've got someone who has a pattern and a history of being really jealous in relationships and that jealousy leads to the, the disintegration of those relationships, then we can help that client to actually work through and remove that jealousy Uh, so that that is not an automatic reaction and interaction that they have when they're in a relationship. And combining all these tools and techniques is incredibly powerful. We harness the power of neuroscience so that we can understand how our brain reacts to stress, how it forms habits, and how it can change and adapt over time. You know, this is really the science behind our mindset work. And it really does help because when we understand even the concept about of neuroplasticity, which is our brain's ability to form new neural connections, new new ways of, of processing, of being, then we can really help to leverage this to create more empowering um, habits and mindsets. Um, and of course, positive psychology as well. When we focus on what the client is doing right and we harness that in their life or business, we can then have more repeatable instances of the client doing things well in their life. And we can also really reinforce positive psychology where we want to foster those positive emotions. We really want to harness strengths and resourceful behaviours then we're actually helping our client to build that positive mindset. And it can be simple techniques through gratitude exercise, identifying our strengths, value solicitation, and really encouraging self-care even can really make a huge difference by applying those techniques and helping our clients to apply them in their own lives. And also we use things like EFT, emotional freedom technique, where we actually um, combine the principles of traditional Chinese acupressure and modern psychology, which really does help to alter the brain chemistry and the body's energy systems. So it actually helps us to release those beliefs, those thoughts that have been holding us back in the past. And it's the combination of all these techniques that really, you know, for you as mindset coaches, you need to harness them, enable to be really effective with your clients and to have that flexibility in your own behavior and your own approach so that you're working with the client in front of you not with a stereotypical client, one size fits all. Because as we know, coaching is never one size fits all. Parenting is never one size fits all. We covered that in our last episode as well. In fact, very few things in life with the exception of one size fits all clothing are one size fits all. And that's why having this flexibility is just so powerful uh, for us as coaches. Now, I have included below this episode a link to our brand new ebook, Harnessing the Power of Mindset. It is the uh, guide for coaches, it's the essential guide for coaches. So grab a copy of that grab a cup of coffee, have a read of it, um, and it'll give you some more insights into mindset coaching and how to develop your own mindset as a coach, as well as some of the key tools and techniques that we do know that we need to have as coaches in order to really help A, diagnose the problem accurately with our client and B, to really use the tools and techniques that are going to help those profound lasting transformations in our clients and help them get the results they desire. See you next week. Bye for now. 
Well, that wraps up this week's episode of the Mindset Coach Podcast. Remember to join us next week for another episode and subscribe on iTunes. Leave us a review if you've loved it. Share it with your friends. And I really look forward to learning how you're implementing the tools and techniques that you're learning here. Mindset is everything.